Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. To some extent, some people probably do use it as an excuse um, to sort of say, I've got change fatigue, I can't be bothered doing something. But I also get the feeling that people do really feel like the change um, and the rate of change in the industry, certainly in financial services, is just overwhelming. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher. I'm the editor of the GRC Professional Magazine and the GRC Professional Online. And today we have Evelyn Albright from Albright Compliance Consulting. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Kwame. So today we're going to be talking about change fatigue, which um, has been a bit of a contested issue if you've been listening to some of the other podcasts that have been coming out uh, within the last, I guess, month or so. Um, but I guess we're going to start with getting a sense of who you are, Evelyn, and you know how long you've been working in the industry, and then we'll sort of jump into the critical element of change fatigue. So uh, I suppose from explaining who I am, I'm a compliance professional, mainly in the financial services industry, working a lot with financial planning groups. I've been in the compliance industry since uh, 2001, so have seen a fair bit of change happening and uh, have uh, started my own business uh, and been in this position since 2015. And I've worked with the GRCI over the last nearly 10 years now, so and I've really enjoyed the input that that provides. And this is an opportunity for me to give a little bit back. All right, excellent. So now, change fatigue. What is it? And, you know, is it even a real thing? You know, there was a podcast the other day, I think I shared this with you um, prior to, um, there was a another podcast, and I forget the name of it off the top of my head now, which basically was sort of doubting the existence of change fatigue and thinking that it's possibly an excuse. So I guess we should really start there. What is change fatigue? To me, change fatigue is when people in general get a feeling that they're overwhelmed by what is happening that is uh, to some extent outside of their control, but in a world that is constantly changing, which is a reality. To some extent, some people probably do use it as an excuse um, to sort of say, I've got change fatigue, I can't be bothered doing something. But I also get the feeling that people do really feel like the change um, and the rate of change in the industry, certainly in financial services, is just overwhelming. And so they uh, they worry about how to meet requirements. They get the feeling they've lost a lot of control about what they can do and how they can run their business. Yeah. And to them, that is very draining. And that's what I call the change fatigue. It's zapping their energy from running their business, from advising clients, uh, whatever their role in the business is. And uh, so for me, it's I see it as a real feeling for a number of my clients. Um, it's not always negative. It's kind of acknowledging that, you know, there is change, it is draining, it does require effort, and then uh, I suppose pick yourself up and um, deal with it. And would you say that, you know, since the Royal Commission and I guess a number of other things that have been happening around the same time, that there's been a spike in change fatigue in the industry? Yes and no. I thought there's been a lot of significant changes, certainly since I've been in compliance in financial services, um, and we've seen that happening over a period of time. But in between, there's been these, uh, I call them bedding down periods, where people could get used to it, could, could clarify the rate of change or the changes were minor, um, and they could catch their breaths and adjust and, and uh, 
I suppose, let their businesses catch up to uh, regulatory change. Uh, but since the Royal Commission, just prior to the Royal Commission, as well as now since the Royal Commission, there's just this feeling that it's as soon as one thing has been done, the next thing comes along. And then you add to it the social media and, and all that sort of aspect as well, and that makes it really hard. Right, excellent. Um, and I guess, you know, obviously with that in mind, I guess the next question really is then how, how does one start to, to tackle it? How does one start to unpick what's happening and sort of get through this sense of change fatigue? Uh, I suppose it's acknowledging and, and allowing people to have a bit of a event, like acknowledge it's hard, it's hard work. Is it, you know, it feels like it's too much. And, and not covering up that there has to be some action taken and, and you're letting people have that chance. But then also saying, okay, now we've done that, uh, you know, you've allowed to say it's it's not fair, they're out to get me. You know, some of those are the words that you sort of have the feeling that I, I get to hear all the time. And, and then they go, okay, well, I have to do it. So what do we need to do and how can we do it? And really that's where sometimes an external perspective can really help when you say let's sit back and say okay it's going to do we need to do this we need to do that how can we use that to benefit your business right and i think we also discussed i think a little while back as well is that a lot of the changes that might be proposed in a i guess from a recommendations or from a royal commission are not going to jump into effect right away i mean there's going to be a process between then the recommendation and actual law Yes, correct. And, and it really needs to be, um, it needs to be that. So after the Royal Commission and all the recommendations came out, there was this big, massive publication item that we really needed to look at. And uh, that's uh, one thing that I've noticed, you know, there was all these, oh my God, what am I going to do? And then you step back going, these are the recommendations. We need to wait for the legislation. We need to provide feedback on consultation papers where relevant. And we need to then work through it one by one as and when these things occur. And suddenly it comes down the feeling. So it's not necessarily... It lessens the impact of it. You're going, okay, these are just recommendations. Yes, it will probably happen, but we don't know the detail yet. So let's wait and let's not jump at shadows. Right. So it's about setting up that plan and setting up a structure and being prepared uh, for the potential future. Yes, exactly. And it's also though, keeping an eye on it. So I do a lot of compliance committee meetings with financial planning licensees on a regular basis. And I've just found that talking through where things are at at these meetings means they get an update where things are at. There's not these surprise things that spring at them out of nowhere. And that really helps. And that's something I can recommend from a, a general business perspective is having regular checkpoints even if it's just to understand okay what's in the pipeline what do i need to consider you know and, and what's on hold at the moment you know some of the things happens there's a lot of action and suddenly it's on hold for a few years and then it starts up again but you at least have that perspective and then you can start planning for what you're going to do and in an ideal scenario you can start planning for it to be a benefit to your business Right, right. So in, I, I've sort of started with the assumption that one of the big drivers of that perception of 
change fatigue has been regulation and the recommendations that would lead to regulation. But are there any other drivers behind that sense of change fatigue? Oh, definitely. I mean, the whole IT industry, uh, financial services people are not necessarily the most... Um, they're not born IT people, most of them. I am not. So uh, all the IT changes and, and following on from what's required there. Um, and then there's other, you know, just the way customers interact with um, their uh, business providers. That is changing a lot. Uh, I mean, one example is, you know, email's been around for 20-odd years now, or even more. Um, but in the old days, when you sent a letter it took a day or two to get there. They had to respond. It took a day or two to come back. So generally speaking, once you responded to a letter, it took a while before it landed back on your desk. Now you send an email and you get a response in 10 minutes and you have to deal with it again. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's what, that's just an example of something that's the reality of today's life. Uh, but it's that constant. So it's a lot of that the engagement with clients has become more intense the um, IT environment and tools and staying up to date with what's required there um, and, and life in general uh, you know all the people deal with all the changes around you know if their families and dealing with all of that the rate of change in the environment has changed I'm talking sort of work and life environment that has changed tremendously um, regulatory change is just something that's is part of that environment, but it's a really, really big chunk when you're in a uh, financial services industry, and I know in other regulated industries as well, of course. Right. And are there any, I guess, major risks on the horizon that you think might also be contributing to the sense of change fatigue? Uh, I suppose the economic risks in financial services are really, really big. Uh, you know, the uncertainty of what's going to happen. A lot of the financial advisors currently, they were went through the GFC, that was 10 years ago. Mm. Uh, so they're sort of worried about what's next and uh, how is that going to affect them and their clients. So that's a really big concern from the future. And I think a little bit of concern comes to with some of the regulatory change, it is putting some of their businesses or questioning why they should be in business. It's so it's actually focusing on, you know, is my business still viable in this environment? All right, excellent. So I think we're coming down to the end of the podcast now. This has been really good so far. Um, is, I guess, really looking at advice piece. I mean, what would you say to a risk and compliance professional um, who is trying to sort of help their organization tackle all these changes in a sort of structured way? I think it's about starting to understand where they're at from a business point of view and what upcoming change might impact their business. So I'm talking regulatory change, but also, you know, IT change. So, for example, a lot of entities are moving to cloud-based servers and sharing online, and that might mean being able to work remotely and how that might impact, you know, the work uh, the working group, you know, where they used to be able to have everyone in one place for meetings every Monday morning, um, those sort of environments are starting to change. And how to work and use those tools. So as a regulator is big, and then having a plan on how to uh, deal with these. So understanding the requirements, the timing, uh, what may need to be done, and how it fits in with 
the business operations and the service requirements that of what you're providing to your clients. And as a compliance professional, uh, you can try and guide them to what decision points do they need to reach to yeah. then decide on what way forward. Because as with any implementation of change, there's usually not just one solution. I mean, there's certain things you have to do, but how you do it can vary. And then it's working with the business to say, how can we embed this into your current processes? Or is it an extra step we need to do? Who's going to be responsible for it? And, uh, you know, what resources might we have to consider to achieve this? All right. Well, thank you so much, Evelyn, for your time today. Thank you, Kwame. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the GRC Professional Podcast. This podcast was produced by the GRC Institute and the original music was written by Rob Neary.